This is Matt Woodley with Monday Morning Preacher, in which I get to talk to my very good friend and co-host and partner in preaching, Kevin Miller. I thought you were also going to say exalted one, <laughs> well, but I, I'll live with what, what you did there. You are exalted in my eyes. <laughs> we'll let everybody else make their own decision about your exaltedness, okay? So, Kevin, on a serious note, about a month ago, I preached the most difficult sermon of my life. Wow. Well, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking, what you're referring to, but, I mean, Matt, you've been preaching almost 30 years. That's really saying something. Yeah, and we're really good friends, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. On December 12th, of uh, 2019, my dad, who had just celebrated his 90th birthday, died in his sleep so early sorry. in the morning hours. He had been pretty sick for about three years, so it wasn't a huge surprise, uh, but it still hit me like a punch in the gut. You know, mm. it's you think yeah. about you think about I'm going to call my dad and talk to him like I do a couple times a week. You know, it's like, oh wait a minute, I can't call my dad. You know, so anyway, uh. it's and. But uh, three years previous to that, my mom and dad had both asked me to preach at his memorial service. They requested that, and um, they uh, picked the passage that they wanted me to preach on, Matthew 5, the Beatitudes. So about two weeks later, I gave the sermon uh, at his memorial service. Wow. So you're dealing with your own grief as a son who's just lost his dad, and you have an assigned text— a short period of right. time. I'm guessing, too, you have people in the congregation who are coming from all different kinds of church backgrounds or not. Um, yeah. And so you know, they're all going to hear it in different ways. And right. It wow. was— What a tough assignment. Yeah, and it was—I knew it was going to be hard, but it was actually harder than I thought. I hit a writing wall like I've never hit before. I wrote and rewrote and rewrote. I mean, you know, as you implied, people were all over the map, spiritually speaking. Um, I had about 12 to 14 minutes because, you know, my parents, just in the setting, it really couldn't be more than an hour. Yeah, um, I and most to, funeral messages yeah, are short. Anyway. Right, and I wanted to honor my dad. I didn't have to eulogize my dad so much because uh, a couple other siblings did that. But um, and I want to focus on the Lord. I want to point people to the Lord. So it was just a lot of things going on there all oh, at the same man. time in the midst of just some kind of raw feelings. You know? So how, how did you get unstuck or get through the writer block? Yeah, well, there was something that my dad had My dad had told a joke. My dad loved really corny jokes. So I, I it was Is actually, that where you got it? It was actually <laughs> one of my corny, the corny dad jokes that sort of unlocked the biblical text. And that could be another <laughs> podcast, Kevin. But uh, it no, actually. No, we wound, do not want to tell people. It, it actually wound up being, I got a lot of really positive feedback on the sermon itself, you know. So I felt really good about that. But. Okay, you're it, not going to tell us the joke that unlocked and got you over writer's block? It's a joke about an army sergeant and changing underwear. So I just don't know if it's appropriate for, <laughs> for the delicate ears of our listeners. Okay, discretion forbids you. It could be move this into the PG-13 category, and yeah, I'm yeah, not uh, sure. All right, keep moving. We have some younger listeners. We have a lot of people that listen to this with their young children. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so on a serious note, Kevin, yeah. that experience made me, it made me wonder about how many preachers out there have to preach through something similar, you know, not necessarily the death, death of a parent, but some pain in your own life, like a problem, maybe a, 
maybe you're going through a struggle with your a child, or maybe you know, as a pastor couple, you're struggling with childlessness, or maybe you have a loved one that's just in trouble, or maybe the, an addiction, or maybe you as a preacher, you're struggling with depression or an illness, or what John on the Cross called a dark night of the soul. Um, so it made me wonder, how do you preach when you're struggling? Yeah, when you have personal pain. Oh yeah. Well, what a what a profound topic. Uh, I've actually been kind of there myself this past year, uh, as you know, just about a year ago. In fact, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's yep. disease, yeah. and man, that just rocked my world. I didn't see it coming. I couldn't believe it. I I was in sort of shock. I couldn't really take in. Um, this is going to diminish my life. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how many good years of ministry and life and family enjoyment I have left. Yeah. Um, boy, was that rough to try to preach um, while I'm processing this news that is life-altering. Yeah. Do you remember the first sermon you preached after that diagnosis? I don't. You know, honestly, uh, it's because it was such a blur. I was mm. I was so absorbed by the mental and emotional and spiritual processing of it all. Yeah that I kind of lost that time. Also, uh, a common side effect of Parkinson's is anxiety and depression. Mm. It was mid-December. i just gotten yeah. this horrible news, and I was feeling more anxious and depressed, and I, I was just kind of just getting to the sermons. Yeah. So yeah. I don't even recall now wow. Wow. Uh, what it was. Well, oh, we're going to talk about—I want to talk about more about how this impacted you. So I, I see this when we're going through personal pain as a preacher— um, really deep personal pain. It affects us on two levels. First, physically, yeah. just in our body, and then secondly, sort of spiritually slash emotionally. Um, yeah, when so, your dad died, were you having trouble sleeping, or what were you experiencing physically? Well, so after—so let's, yeah, let's talk about that physical aspect first, because it just—I think it can make you really exhausted when you're going through personal yeah. pain, and you're trying to preach through that, preach and pastor through it, obviously, but— yeah. You know, after now my, I know why they call it grief work. It's really yeah, work, isn't it? it? Is. I mean, you're tired. Yeah. So after my dad's service, I think I did pretty well. You know, I got through Christmas, and then I went up there on December 26th to Minneapolis, and then the the service was on the 28th. I came back on the 29th, and then it all hit me, and uh, I just collapsed. Um, yeah. I got exhausted. I got a really bad um, viral. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sick for four or five days. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of lingering. The even now, like three weeks later, it's still kind of lingering. Um, I just came home, um, absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Um, physically, it just it takes a lot out of you. You know, it's yeah. not, and you wonder. Well, it's not like I'm out digging ditches all day, but there's something about preaching, especially preaching through pain, that has a physical toll on a lot of pastors. Yeah. yeah how about you? Well, you know, I I, I've, I wonder, I think in preaching, you're preaching from the deepest part of you, if it's yeah. good preaching. You're good preaching point. from the heart, the spirit, the, the, the deepest recesses of the soul. I don't know what language even to give it. And, um, and, and that's difficult in any situation. And then you add your process of your own grief and pain. Um, yeah, that's, that's a lot. You know, for me... Um, I, I think what I experienced as uh, as the year went on was that I was it was coloring my preaching. Yeah, I would like I really my best sermons of the last year were we did a, a series on wisdom literature, and when I got to the book of Job, 
that one really rang a bell. Oh, Even yeah. though I didn't mention my situation at all, right? I couldn't help but read Job through the, my yeah. own experience. Right. And then uh, when this December, when I preached about John the Baptist being in prison and doubting whether yeah. Jesus is the Messiah who was to come or whether he should go find somebody else. Mm. And uh, I, I resonated with John's question of Jesus, are you, are you the one we've put all our hopes in? Um, you know, wh- I, I understood why John was having that yeah. second thought moment. Right. Um, so it just kind of colored my preaching. Um, and in fact, I was thinking about this. I, I think if, if our pain is coloring our preaching, that's okay. Yeah. That is, but if it's overshadowing mm. the message of the text, right. if it's overshadowing what our people need at this moment, then that's when I think we need to step away mm. and, and get some weeks away from the pulpit um, so we can uh, get to a better place. Yeah, that's a really good point. So one of the things we can do with this physical exhaustion is just to step away and maybe even ask our, our board or our leadership team or whatever, just say, hey, I'm, I'm going through some things. I just need just need a couple of weeks out of the pulpit, you know, yeah. um, and um, just need some rest. And it's okay yeah. to ask for that, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, another thing, I, I think it's it's important that we take care of the physical things you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, I, I think if you've had a, a major crisis and you're in emotional pain, to make sure that your physical health is attended to hmm. um, and that you get into a doc. Yeah. I mean, it was very humbling for me to call my neurologist and say, I'm feeling a level of anxiety and depression I've never felt before. And she was like, yeah, that's part of the Parkinson's. And I was like, well, I'm not getting back up over the hill on my own. Hmm. Yeah. It was very hard for me to acknowledge. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a believer. I'm a pastor. I trust right. Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I do all of that. Right. And she's like, and take Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an either or. No, it's not. Yeah. And um, I had to uh, humble myself, get the physical help I needed, and... Um, and I hope that became a gift to my family and my people. And your people, especially. Yeah, yeah. right. Because if you're exhausted um, yeah. and not taking care of yourself physically, it's, you it's not you... a gift to your people. No. Yeah. Um, so the second consequence, I think, is um, of this preaching through pain is that um, I think it's a spiritual, a spiritual assumption that we make, and and I just wanted to explore this with you, and it okay. it it goes something like this: If I am going through pain, if I am having personal problems, it somehow disqualifies me from preaching. Mm. Um, pack it up, pack it in, and quit. You know, uh, I mean, not just take a break, but quit. You are disqualified. The idea, and I think it comes from this idea that preaching comes from this place of tranquility. You know, um, oh, okay. centeredness, a spiritual centeredness. And out of that center, that peaceful center, words of wisdom will flow. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. Quiet and, reflections in your it, study, yeah, contemplating exactly, the bust exactly. of Calvin or something. Deep thoughts, okay. you know. And, um, but it doesn't come from the mess of living in a fallen world, especially if we're experiencing some of the consequences of that fallen world. I don't know. Can you yeah. relate to that? You know, my own experience was actually a little different, I think. I, 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 I wanted to preach because my every waking moment I was wrestling with these profoundest hmm. questions of life and yeah. death and life after death yeah. and suffering and, and joy and purpose and <coughs> weakness and vulnerability. And so I actually wanted to preach more. Hmm. 
Now, I will say I have a, a, a congregation that is smaller, so people really know me yeah. and knew what was going on. And also, they're very uh, grace-filled people. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I didn't feel the pressure that I know many preachers do that I kind of have to bring my game face today mm, because mm-hmm. that's what's sort of expected in my yeah. uh, context. I, I didn't have that pressure, so maybe I felt more free um, to go ahead and process. That's awesome. You know, um, just so you know, in the future, um, as co-host, I would prefer if you agree with me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes the podcast a little smoother, a little less bumpy. Yes, my Lord host. <laughs> Surely in, your insight is correct. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I think that's awesome because I, I'm sure there's preachers out there that could totally relate to what you're saying. And right. just, yeah. But you felt in a way like you didn't have what it took to be the preacher that's, that's at that good, moment. That's a good good way to put it. I okay. don't have what it takes, you know. I need to go deal with this pain, um, uh. heal the pain, and then I'm in a better shape to preach. Okay, preacher, you know? heal thyself. Rather than preaching from pain, uh, which right. you... So I think you got to my preferred destination quicker than I did, I guess is what I'm saying, you know. I, I didn't have an option. I wasn't doing well. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't, like... There was no way I was going to be able to obscure that. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I, well, I think, you know, I, I've been struck by this text, the Apostle Paul at the end of Colossians, which is not explicitly about preaching, but I love what he says. And, and let me just quote a few things. He talks about, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And of course, we know what some of his sufferings were. You know, Second Corinthians 11, he talks about frequent journeys, uh, danger from river, danger from robbers, dangers from my people, in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night, the daily pressure on me of anxiety for all the churches. I mean, that's amazing. The Apostle Paul could be that vulnerable. But then he said, uh, even in the midst of that, he said, um, I present everyone mature in Christ, which Mm. I would think is part of his preaching ministry. And he talked about struggling. And yet in the midst of that, he said, he found the, and, and I quote, the energy that Christ powerfully works within me. Hmm. So it, it's this whole theme of strength and weakness that, yeah. that Paul just seemed to, it just seemed to be his life. Yeah, revolved he, around he it. reveled in it. He did. Yeah. He did, you know? And he found that energy in the midst of weakness. Yeah. You know, a friend of, of mine uh, who's had chronic fatigue for 25 years, it cost her her career and uh, has, has been a devastating illness. You know, she she wrote me her paraphrase of of Paul's famous phrase from Second Corinthians: "When I get weaker, he gets stronger." Yeah, and uh, you know that's I think that's really been true this year yeah. for me in my preaching. I I feel weaker than I've ever felt. Wow, preparing especially, and yet when I get into the pulpit, I feel a deep connection with my people, with the text, with the Spirit of God, and I, I think there's a, a somehow God is mysteriously showing himself stronger when I have less wow. to bring. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I, f- I felt a similar thing at my dad's memorial service. Mm, I, tell me about that. I have never felt the profound sense of the prayers of God's people in a sermon than I did at that memorial service. You yeah. know, I felt borne up by those prayers. It was really amazing, you know? Yeah. 
And I think the first thing I had to do, and I think you're talking about the same thing, I just had to get really vulnerable before God and others and just say, I don't have an enemy. I don't have the wisdom for this. I, I don't know how to get through this. I'm stuck in my sermon prep. I don't have the tricks in my preaching bag. So I told that to God and to, and to other people. And yeah. I had dozens of people praying for me. And um, I just felt like it was a real spiritual breakthrough. But it started in just admitting the struggle and my weakness and my inability to get through this with yeah. my own cleverness or power. Wow. I love that. Yeah, I, I wonder if sometimes when we're threatened, we power up and go, oh, I got this. I've been preaching mm. 30 years. I'm sure right. I can figure this out. And you didn't do that. Couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying the same thing, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I, I was dragged into uh, a somewhat similar yeah. uh, realization. Right. Yeah. Huh. Any last thoughts from you on preaching through pain? It has changed the way I pray. Hmm. I've always prayed for my preaching. Yeah. Uh, but it is now more constant throughout the process. It is more yeah. uh, more kind of urgent. Right. And I, I feel my dependency uh, more. So it's, yeah. it somehow has shifted uh, the, the level, uh, the way I emotionally experience the prayer for my preaching. Yeah. Ha- have you gotten far enough past your dad's memorial service to sense what it may be doing in your... Preaching? I think that's a very similar thing, you know, just preaching out of a sense of vulnerability and weakness. It's mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't every sermon be like that, mm. you know, where I need that kind of the presence of the Lord and the prayers of God's people, you know? So, yeah, so thanks, Kevin. This has been a um, great conversation. I really appreciate your perspective on this. And I, I especially want to talk to preachers as we close, just if you're in going through personal pain right now, or if you will be in the near future, if you've been through pain, you know what we're talking about. I just want I I want to encourage you today that even in the midst of your vulnerability, even in the midst of your weakness, even in the midst of your pain, even in the midst of what seem maybe seems to take you out um, because you're going through some personal pain, the energy of Christ, as Paul said, is available to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin and I, it's our prayer and hope that you will call upon the uh, the Lord who strengthens us in our weakness. Thanks for joining us on Monday Morning Preacher. Look forward to our next episode. This is Matt Woodley with PreachingToday.com.